It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On a Tuesday morning at Wax. Good morning, Shank of the Day, baby. Bob and Joe with you. Boy, this is a busy week, isn't it? You were, where were you yesterday? You had a big meeting to go to? I went to the equity meeting in Menominee. All right, and uh, the equity for Altoona and Barron. Yep, equity Altoona, Barron. We had Kurt Kurt Larson, he's the president and CEO. He talked about the state of equity in the whole state, you know, all the numbers. And then we had reports from Jim Lindsay and Al from Sparta. Yeah, yeah, they were both there. Well, the Sparta meeting was last night, right? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sparta was last night. Sparta was last night. And then Al from uh, Barron. Yeah, Al from yes. Barron. And then uh, Friday will be the the uh, Stratford Sale Barn meeting. That'll be over in uh, the central part of the state. Jerry Fitzgerald will remind us of that as we go along this morning. Lots of other things going on. Some very important meetings. Chippewa County Board meets at 6 o'clock this evening. And uh, discussion and uh, planned vote on some of those fees for mail callers. Also, a very important uh, in central Wisconsin meeting on wind turbines. When and where is that? Well, that is tonight at 7.30 at Country Air in Sparta. No, Country Air is where? (laughs) Stratford. I'm really confused this morning. Sorry, Bob. No, Country Air in Stratford at 7.30 tonight. And it's about a Chicago-based company coming in and wanting to put in wind turbines. So if All you're right. and that's in mainly in what townships over there? Johnson, Wrightbrock, Wine, and Frankford townships in Marathon County. All right, so those are just a couple. And of course, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin. That session is today and tomorrow. Jill and I'll be heading down there tomorrow. We got a lot of business to do today, right around here. Darren Von Ruten, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, back from their annual convention, and we'll catch up with him this morning. We'll catch up with our buddy Bridget Finke as well. And uh, later on today, we'll be down at Whitehall High School to judge a speaking contest down there. So we've got lots of things going on. We've got a uh, student from Kadat High School kind of watching how the farm show goes on this morning. Alex Gint is here, and we'll get her on the air after a while and talk to Alex about her interest in this area. So uh, lots of things happening this morning. And uh, hopefully you like sunny weather, because it's going to be that way today. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not a bad day today. I think you're going to like it. We're going to see some sunshine. That gets everybody's spirits up, doesn't it? 34 degrees or so the high today. Then we get cold overnight again tonight, down at uh, 5 above. Tomorrow, 46, partly cloudy, 42 on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, only about 25, maybe a little precipitation, too, on Thursday and Friday. Sunday, it should be about 32 and sunny. Right now, it's kind of cold around the area. We're five below, or we're five above here, but it's five below in Rice Lake, 10 below in Medford, nine below in Black River Falls. So, button up this morning. It's five below right now. A bunch of folks in the area are below zero, so it's a kind of a cold morning out there. Button up, won't you? It's a minute after five. This is 104.5 FM. WAXX Oakland. Let's find out what's going on. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. 
The Treasury Department says it will take steps to ensure all Silicon Valley bank deposits will be paid in full. Meantime, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen told CBS's Face the Nation the failed California bank won't be getting a bailout. The reforms that have been put in place means that we're not going to do that again. Depositors will have access to all of their money starting today. As many as 15 million people may be affected by flooding as another round of storms takes aim at California. Forecasters say another atmospheric river is expected to bring heavy rains to the central and northern part of the state on Monday. This comes as residents are still struggling with impassable roads, overflowing rivers, and a levee breach that forced evacuation in Monterey County. Supervisor Luis Alejo said they fell short on preparations. Former Trump fixer Michael Cohen is expected to testify before a Manhattan jury on Monday. Court observers say it's a sign that prosecutors are close to indicting the former president over hush money paid to a porn star who said she had an affair with Trump. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has already questioned at least seven other people before the grand jury hearing evidence about the hush money deal. Everything, everywhere, all at once is the big winner of the 95th Academy Awards. The film took home Best Picture during this year's ceremony, which aired live Sunday on ABC. Out of its 11 nominations, the movie won seven, including Best Director and Best Original Screenplay. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're about five minutes after five here at Wax. Glad to have you along on what's going to be a really nice day. Sunny should be in the low, maybe mid-30s around the area, but then cold overnight back to about five below overnight tonight. Tomorrow, 46, partly cloudy. Chance of rain on Thursday, low 40s for opening day of the boys' basketball tournament. And congratulations, Chippewa Falls McDonald. Man, people from Chippewa Falls... Spending some money on gas. <laughs> Going to Green Bay last week. You got to go to Madison this week to cheer on the boys. And congratulations to the girls. And also Whitehall will be in the boys tournament down there in Madison. First time in about 37 years. I remember I was kind of young when they went to the first time 37 years ago. Back in about 86, I believe it was. So good luck to the Whitehall people. We'll be down at Whitehall today for the uh, FFA speaking contest. So I'm sure that'll be an exciting time down there. And uh, Friday, St. Patrick's Day, you might know, chance of mixed precipitation, high about 25. It always does on St. Patrick's Day, doesn't it? And then Saturday, cloudy, 25. Right now, there's some cold spots around the area. Five below in Rice Lake, 10 below at Medford, nine below in Black River Falls, and we're just five above here in Eau Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, Rural Mutual Insurance bringing us our early morning look at the markets and Jill, the cash livestock numbers. Choice fed beefsters are 160 to 175 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice fed beef heifers are 160 to 173 with mixed at 99 to 159. Choice fed Holstein steers are 135 to 147 with select and silage fed steers 97 to 133. Cows are 75 to 118 with bulls at 83 to 114. Butcher hogs are 45 to 67 with sows at 53 to 55. Boars are 18 to 25 and a half. 
Onshore market lambs are 125 to 147, with feeder lambs at 150 to 380. And taking a look at the uh, livestock futures yesterday at the Mercantile Exchange, across the board, prices were lower. Let's look at live cattle. The April live cattle contract closed at 163.55, down 72. June, 158.20, down 45. August, 158.12, down 32. And October at 162.65, down 60 cents. Feeder cattle were also lower. Let's go to April, 197.07 at the close, down 57 cents. May at 202.40, that's down $1.17. August at 216.07, down 45. September feeder cattle, 218.80 at the close, that's down 32. Lean hog carcass contracts for April, 86.22, down $1.22. May at 94.57, down 35, and June at 102.60, down 17, with July hogs 104.85 at the close. That was down a nickel. On the Board of Trade, prices were lower yesterday. The March contracts will be called today, but uh, May prices were down on that bank failures in California and New York. Also, the concern about some big South American crops. And taking a look at the uh, July contracts overnight, July corn was unchanged at 6.03 a bushel. The oats unchanged at 3.48. July wheat down a fraction at 6.95. The July soybean price was up 3 cents at 14.82 a bushel. The uh, March contract did uh, close yesterday down 13 and sitting overnight at $15 a bushel. And uh, taking a look at meal for July, down 20 cents a ton at $471.50. Dairy markets were a little higher near nearby. Barrel cheese up two and a half cents yesterday, trading at a dollar seventy nine and a half. The forty pound blocks up three cents, a dollar eighty one, and butter up four and three quarter cents a pound at two thirty eight. March class three up seven cents at seventeen seventy eight. April also up uh, eight up to seventeen seventy eight. That was up eight cents. May was up nine at seventeen ninety four. June unchanged eighteen thirty three, and July down nine at eighteen seventy eight as prices. Or lower July out through about January or February of next week. We got a guest in the studio. Before we take a look at some of our news, we'll talk to her. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 12 minutes after 5, and this is a big day. March 14th. What does that mean? It's Pie Day. And Donnie at the Main Street Cafe. Mr. Pie is up and with us. Morning, Donnie. Happy Pie Day. Hey. Yeah, same back to you. Yeah, happy Pie Day. So what kind of celebration are we having at the Main Street Cafe to celebrate Pie Day? Well, we got uh, uh, our pies on sale today, all for $11. And, $11 uh, we got pizza for pie. a whole pie? No. For a whole pie, 11 bucks. you bet. Boy, that at is Main a Street deal. Cafe. Okay, hold a couple for and, me, help you up. And uh, we got pizzas on special day. You buy any 12, 14, or 16 cents of baked pizza, and you're going to get the second one free today. Holy so, are you sick? You got a headache or something, or what's the deal? I, you're in a, I got hit in the head a couple away, times. You giving away <laughs> big big deals like that? That's quite a that's quite a deal. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Pie Day. Treat March fourteenth, Pie Day, and yep. so uh, we got pies. Quick uh, trips in Eau Claire are all full of pies today, and uh, we got pies going all over. Universities getting pies, and some oh. schools are getting pies in Eau Claire, so they're all celebrating. How many pies? How many pies? How many pies a week, approximately? I mean, today's pie day, but in a, in a normal week, how many pies a week will you make up there? A couple thousand. 
That's un- I don't think people realize that, that little uh, pie shop you got in the back of the restaurant <laughs> there, how much production you get out of that thing. Wow. Yep. How'd you ever get into that? I think uh, you and Tim Wilson kind of pushed me into that. Well, I, I, I didn't know if you remembered that or not. Oh boy! And you've been you've been there how long? Uh, this is, we're on our forty third year. Forty three years! Wow, yeah, that's great. Long time. Yeah, yes. it sure no, it's is. been great, and always been uh, wax has always been a big part of it. Also, get the yeah. word out what's yeah. going on. Well, you had to have something. To, you had to have something to do after they uh, kicked you out of the post office, huh? Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> how many they years? Didn't like, were, they didn't. How many years were you a rural carrier up there in Prairie Farm? 30 years. I was in uh, post office for 30 years, yes. Oh, that's so. good. Well, that's great. Man, oh, man. And you initiated that program up there that... Uh, yes, that... yeah. We won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Someday we'll talk about that. But the big thing is, yeah. today is National Pie Day, and you can get pies at the restaurant for how much? $11. Wow. What's your, what's $11 your, today. What's your favorite pie? Uh, pumpkin. Is it? A traditionalist, huh? Yeah. I yeah. love pumpkin. It's pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah. There are very few that I don't like either. Hey, Donnie, and St. No, hey, Patrick's Day is Friday. You going to have corned beef and cabbage? Because the, bishop, yes, we the are. bishop in the Diocese of La Crosse gave everybody a dispensation so you can eat meat on Friday during Lent. Yes, very good. I appreciate that. He got my message. <laughs> <laughs> so corned beef and cabbage from what time? Uh, we start at uh, eleven o'clock. We're having a, a corned beef and cabbage buffet. Oh, good! So good. We, got, we got that starting at eleven. We're going to go up until six o'clock Friday night. We also have the fish fry. Yep. Uh, but we will do that. But uh, Mother Nature is going to finally put the uh, mess to everything. It sounds like we got some precipitation coming. So, but we will be open and we're going to be serving it. Hello, right. high water. It's Wisconsin. <laughs> they heard four wheel drive is not a problem. Hey, Donnie, happy Pie Day! <laughs> yeah, thanks, Bob. All right, there he goes, Donnie Stoik at the Main Street Cafe in Bloomer. It's Pie Day today. Yeah, did you know that? March 14th. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And as we said, every once in a while we get students that are interested in this business, and we have uh, one young lady in the studio today, Alex Gint from Kadat. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Well, tell, tell us how far along you are in school and what you're studying there at Cadot. I'm a junior at Cadot. What are you studying? What classes are you taking? I'm taking career and skills help. So you learn about like future stuff that you want to do. What do you want to do? What are you thinking about doing? I'm not really sure right now. But that, that's why you're here, huh? Yeah, probably something with agriculture or something. Are you in the FFA? Yep. How long have you been in the FFA? What have you done in the FFA? I've been in the FFA for three years, and I've went to leadership conferences. And right now we're doing a CDE, so at the end of the month we'll go to Fox Valley Technical College and compete there. So what teams are you on? I'm on the Agri Business team. So what's that contest all about? Pretty much you just take a test uh, based on, like, farm business, what mm-hmm. goes on in the farm. Oh, that's neat. Hey, you guys got a new uh, greenhouse up at here a few years ago. What status of that? Is uh, Keith Becker, your FFA advisor, got uh, that open? Did you start growing anything yet? Yeah, I think they're growing stuff right now. In the springtime, they'll have a plant sale coming up. All right. So uh, you got any idea of 
You want to go to college? You want to go to technical college after you graduate from uh, Kadat next year? Yeah, I'll probably go to CBTC. I'm not sure for what yet. We wish you were just, you're in the honor roll? Yeah, I am. I'm in NHS. National Honor Society? Yep. That's as close as I got. I knew the initials, but I never, I never got in it. <laughs> hey, congrats. Thanks for coming in. Alex is yeah. going to be here all morning with us as uh, we got uh, farm news to take a look at. Uh, a lot of things going on. Farm news on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And some of our news this morning. The ethanol industry optimistic the restrictions on summer usage of E15 will soon be lifted. Eight states have already petitioned to make the federal changes needed for year-round sales. And officials in Iowa and Nebraska have filed an intent to sue the EPA if they don't change the effective date from 2024 back to this year, 2023. The EPA is reportedly about to announce some of those changes for Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin to avoid a lawsuit. They don't want to go to court. 20 minutes after 5, PDPW starts today, a new company. We're going to find out about that that's involved in the dairy industry. And uh, if you go to PDPW, you'll probably be able to see them down there. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It seems like it has been a part of every conversation at every conference and meeting I've attended this winter. Possible revenue streams for energy generated on the farm or practices put in place on the farm. I'm Pam Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And you know what? Those markets are out there. But the catch is what markets are right for your farm, what markets are going to be financially viable for your farms, and who do you select as partners in these new and emerging markets? One area that's trying to provide answers is Nutrient. Now, Nutrient has been brought together by, quite frankly, a group of dairy industry leaders, dairy cooperatives, and some of the brightest minds around when it comes to carbon credits, sustainable agriculture, and the value that may be out there in practices on the farm. Chris Kopman is the general manager of Nutrient, and I asked him to, quite frankly, explain what Nutrient is and what its goal is when it comes to helping farmers. Nutrient is a a company founded in 2015 by Dairy Cooperatives and Dairy Management Inc. to focus strictly on the environmental side of dairy. Mm -hmm. And the environmental side encompasses a lot of different things. We've heard the sustainability story as part of this. Today, Chris, you were talking specifically about carbon credits and the marketing opportunities across many different platforms that farms may be looking at. Yeah, we think there's you know, this opportunity has come up where um, these companies that that supply uh, or source dairy products yeah. have set targets, and they're they're now looking to invest back in the farms that supply their milk, and they're willing to kind of help support and, and implement projects that result in climate reduction. So either carbon removals, carbon avoidance, um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a significant opportunity that's coming up for dairy farmers. Well, and it's still kind of the wild, wild west, though. We were teasing about how we've been down this path before, but it was kind of like herding cats. Nobody knew what way to go. That's one of the goals of Nutrient, is trying to get everybody in the same place. Yeah, so Nutrient is trying to kind of get to the point where we can help dairy farmers uh, engage in this way, in an informed <laughs> way, in a safe way that they feel trusted. So really, you know, the unique structure we have where we re- represent you know many of the dairy cooperatives and yeah. 
pretty much every dairy farmer through Dairy Management Inc. We like to kind of look at it as we're looking out for the, the entire industry mm-hmm. and trying to make sure that we can kind of, uh, there's opportunities for all farms to participate, but also farms are treated fairly and, and kind of give them a, a recommendation on kind of where to go and, and how to enter, enter into this wild, wild west market. Let's talk about what I should be asking either myself, my other dairy farm partners. What should I be thinking about or asking myself? I think trying to understand who are, who are your trusted advisors, other farms that have kind of engaged in it, and working through your, your cooperative um, and just to understand what opportunities may be there, what resources they have available. Um, certainly can reach out to Nutrients. We have quite a few resources available online and, and, and experts that people can talk to. But just try to stay informed, learn more about it, and make sure you're making informed decisions and, uh, and really understand kind of all the different avenues that are out there before you jump into it. And it's not like some of this hasn't already begun. You used California as an excellent example where dairies have uh, been matriculated in that direction for a while, not necessarily always by their choosing. Yeah, there's definitely um, farms that have gone down this path. California is is you know has established programs um, to help farms kind of implement that are market based. We're starting to see more of those crop up in other states, and now we're seeing government programs like Climate Smart Commodity uh, Program that are are bringing farms beyond California and creating opportunities for farmers to participate. You know, one thing I hear in the audience is, wait a minute, how much is this going to cost me to get into? Is it going to be practices, equipment, manure digesters, a major kind of thing? How do you answer those questions? Yeah, so I think of it as there's a couple different investment spots for a farm. So one is just the upfront technical assistance, we'll call it, just to kind of figure out what makes sense for the farm. Our goal is to not have the farm, shouldn't have to pay for any of that out of pocket. Makes it more challenging, and it's taking us some time to get it there, but that's our goal is, hey, don't pay for any of that out of your own pocket. Then comes the implementation piece, and, and on that piece of it, we think there's you know, huge sums of government money that will be coming to help offset a good portion of that so that it reduces the risk, reduces the out-of-pocket investment, and then the balance of the, the investment would be recouped through payments for, for carbon insets or carbon offsets. So you know, there certainly will be changes to the operation and out-of-pocket money for a farm, but we would encourage farms to, to not make that leap until they have a clear line of sight to what are the different revenue streams coming back to them so they, they understand that and, and make an informed decision on that. You do like where Wisconsin's position, though. You made a very good point about stop and think about where all the milk we produce ultimately ends up. Yeah, this is, you know, there, there is a huge opportunity because, you know, all of the milk ends up in a product somewhere. And there's a company on the other end that is, is buying that and marketing it, and they've probably set a target. So there will be opportunities for farms to participate. It's just got to be one where, you know, is it designed in a way that makes sense for farms to participate and it treats them fairly and, and hopefully uh, not just be neutral, but actually get a return back to the farm. You mentioned the farm bills currently being discussed, probably a lot of money or conversation in this direction. For the companies that are already asking these questions, though, Chris, farmers say, well, why? Why are they so interested? To explain their rationale on putting these guidelines in place before they even know what they're into. Yeah, so the, the companies themselves are, are really looking, you know, they're hearing from their consumers, most of them younger consumers who are very um, health conscious, very environmentally conscious. Yeah. They want to know where their food comes from, how it was produced. They want to comfort that it was produced yeah. in an environmentally safe way. And so really what they're looking at is responding to that consumer feedback they're hearing 
and and marketing. They will be marketing the environmental sustainability component of this to their to their customers. So they're now in turn trying to deliver on those commitments they've made to their consumers. And again, looking for uh, some of those help with these programs. Nutrient Environmental Resource Company. They'll help you negotiate carbon credits and and things like that in the dairy industry. Chris Kopman, Nutrient Environmental Resource Company, and I'm sure you will see them today and tomorrow down at Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. 28 minutes after 5, and we're going to get some markets. We'll catch up with Rocky next. Our markets on wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're 29 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock here at Wax. Cool morning out there. Some folks below zero, some above zero. I don't know what it is in Lublin. Let's find out. Rocky Olson's over there at Premier Livestock. You looked at the thermometer yet this morning in Lublin, Rocky? I did. When I looked at their prediction last night, I thought, ah, this time of year it ain't going to get that cold. And I got seven below this morning. Wow, yeah, with that snow color out there, I'm surprised it did get that cold. But, uh, again, it all leads to sunshine today, and uh, sunshine's a good way to get rid of a cold, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but you... There are other things, yeah. that, there are other things that help, too. Yep. Might be more effective. You need some help with those recipes, I got them. All right, sounds good. <laughs> How'd the sale barn go yesterday? Thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up. We sold right at 1,000 head yesterday. On the Fed Cattle, High Choice and Prime Holstein Steers, 137 to 150. Uh, select and Low Choice, 126 to 136. Choice B Steers and Heifers, 143 to 158. Market cows stronger, or uh, high-yielding cows from 87 all the way up to $1.07. Most cows, 75 to 86. Market bulls high yielding ninety two uh, to a dollar ten. Organic market cows sold every Monday. High yielding cows from one twenty to one fifty five. Newborn Holstein bull calves sold from one hundred and twenty five to two hundred and fifty five dollars per head. Uh, your beef calves one seventy five to four fifty five. Today. Uh, Tuesday, we got a regular feeder cattle auction uh, that'll get underway at 11 o'clock. We're also selling market cattle and baby calves. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, we'll have a large hay auction at 9:30. Uh, dairy cattle auction at 11. We have a complete herd of 110 Holstein cows and and all their heifers. Uh, complete retirement dispersal cows or tie stall cows. 40 years of AI breeding. Uh, not push 65 pound average 4-2 butterfat and an outstanding low cell count and it's very consistent of 35,000. Most of that herd is going to be first and second calves uh, plus all their heifers. There's going to be 52 heifers right from baby calves all the way through springers. Nice heifers in that herd. Uh, herd number two, we got 20 registered Holstein cows, mostly two and three year olds. They're uh, deep, deep pedigreed registered cows. Uh, do have their pedigrees online. They're going to be parlor freestall. Uh, we have another group of registered brown Swiss fresh cows. Uh, really nice cows there and a nice selection of spring and heifers and spring and cows. Um, find out today we got 125 cow parlor freestall herd that's pending. All the details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500. Don't forget next week, uh, that'll be the big special feeder cattle auction next Tuesday. <clears throat> Wednesday, uh, we got a 200 cow parlor freestall herd, and coming up March 28th, we got our special monthly dairy heifer auction, and we got a really nice deal coming up. We're featuring a complete brown Swiss 
heifer dispersal. They're all registered. Uh, those are going to be from baby calves right through bred heifers, but really, really good uh, registered brown Swiss. We have all the pictures, the pedigrees on our website. Uh, make sure you check it out. And, Bob, that's the way things are shaping up. Nothing else going on this month? Oh, let's see. What else? We got a big machinery auction. <laughs> big machinery were... auction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's about the first time I never did. There you go. That's <laughs> we... the 24th, right? Yep, yep. We got over, uh, just to give you an idea of the size, we got over 65 tractors on that sale and about everything else that you could imagine. So. All right. Sounds good. Corned beef and cabbage for you this Friday? Boy, that sounds good. Yeah, that'll, Real help. Good. that'll help your cold. Yep, something's got to, so. All right. Well, you work on it. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you, Bob. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock and Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not a bad day today, especially because I think we're going to see some sun. Let's find out as we look at our weather this morning. Mike Dandry is over at Skywarn 13. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. And yeah, that's a pretty safe bet that we'll be seeing some sunshine Good. today. I'll tell you, that'll help a lot of people's attitude, including yours truly. Oh, yeah, mine too. And uh, you know how ornery we can get in the mornings, right? <laughs> yeah, we sure can. <laughs> Yeah, we're always so miserable. But, uh, yeah, I mean, today, widespread sunshine is going to be the story for this Pi Day. We are expected to get into the mid-30s after starting off on a very cold note this morning. Otherwise, tonight we'll have a few clouds roll in and winds starting to pick up out of the south. That'll keep us pretty mild through the overnight. That said, we'll dip to about the mid-20s. Now, tomorrow we'll have clouds moving in throughout the day, but still milder with highs getting into the mid to potentially upper 40s. Then going into Wednesday night, Thursday morning, we may see a few chances at some rain working in. A better chance going into Thursday afternoon. But as that uh, gets a little bit colder, as we get on the backside of that system, some of that rain transitioning to snow. We'll have a very blustery northerly wind between 15 to 25 miles per hour. Gusts could near 30 to 35 miles per hour at times. That snow likely lasting through Friday with highs only into the upper 20s. Still blustery out of the northwest, and some of those snow showers may even last us into Saturday morning and a few flurries potentially into Saturday afternoon. Highs only into the mid-20s. We do rebound a little bit with more sunshine on Sunday, getting into the mid-30s once again, and a little more sunshine to kick off next week with highs climbing to the upper 30s. But as I mentioned... It is a pretty cold start. In fact, right at zero degrees in Eau Claire. Oh, we started at five above earlier. Now we're down to zero? Yep. We're probably going to drop a little bit more, maybe another degree or two before the sun comes up, just being that we have the calm wind and we have a clear sky. And state basketball weekend, and you might know weather Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, not going to be <laughs> not going to be fun. Yeah, no, it never is for state tournament, is it? Well, I guess not, but we'll do. Maybe Mother Nature will change her mind between now and then. Listen, me and her haven't seen eye to eye lately it seems well that's good for you <laughs> good for you thanks mike you bet bob have a good one there you go that's mike dandry over at skywarn 13 looking at our weather this morning and we're about 23 minutes before six o'clock again as he said we're down to zero feeding information to the folks who feed you wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report still lots of chores to do this morning so uh we're gonna get at it Morgan's in the newsroom to catch us up on uh, some other news this morning. Morgan, what's uh, what is happening out there? 
Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start in Jackson County. Six people are in jail in Black River Falls. The sheriff in that area investigating a death. Now, not many answers about the case, but investigators will say it began last week with the report of a missing person. Heading into the weekend, deputies learned of a missing person who was actually dead, and then they found a body and arrested six people, though none of them face homicide or accidental death charges. They're all facing drug charges or charges for obstruction. As the sheriff's office says, the investigation is ongoing. Meanwhile, some more information about the baby who was found in a field in Whitewater. Authorities say the baby was a boy less than 48 hours old and Whitewater police found the little boy in a bag inside of a cardboard box in a field on Whitewater's north side March 4th. Still no word about parents or how the baby died. Investigators say the case is open. They're looking for tips. We look to uh, state level news. This is a scam making the rounds. Just to let you know, the Department of Health Services says it's received several calls from people who got a text asking them to verify food share account information but that's a scam. More information about what you can do if you think maybe that affects you or someone you know. So the number one thing they should do is report it. Um, If they think that their information has been hacked or they think that their benefits have been stolen, they can call their local agency to request help, or they can call the Office of Inspector General and the Department of Health Services and report it. And you can find a click to DHS online when you stop first at 715newsroom.com. Well, the Supreme Court race sees some supreme spending. Wisconsin Republican Party Chairman Brian Schimming said over the weekend he expects more money to flow into conservative candidate Dan Kelly's campaign as we approach the final few weeks here. Across the ticket for Janet Protasewicz, Wisconsin Democratic Party Chairman Ben Wickler saying they plan to continue these spending efforts as well as the race for Supreme Court here is already the most expensive in U.S. history, $15 million and counting. Voters, you'll go make the decision April 4th. When it comes to making decisions at the Capitol level, a reckless driving plan continues to round the curve and takes another step forward. Senate panel will hear three different proposals to either increase the fines or jail time for people accused of reckless driving in the state. The third plan would make it easier for cities to take cars from those reckless drivers. The three pieces of legislation are part of a wave of tough-on-crime packages from the Republican side, though the reckless driving proposals could be signed into law if they hit Governor Evers' desk. And what about winter? We have plenty of the white stuff on the ground, but overall, that's not the trend, they say, huh, Brian? The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration reports the average temperature for the U.S. this winter was 34.9 degrees Fahrenheit. That's about 2.7 degrees above average. Scientists expect the trend to continue because the more greenhouse gases are in the atmosphere, the warmer warmer the planet gets. Winters will continue, but they're expected to be shorter and warmer. I'm Brian Shook. Well, that's to the person shoveling right now. And of course, we need those shovels as we head back to the barn for more reasons than one. With Bob Bosold, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Morgan, be careful now because, <laughs> yeah, she can shovel it as good as anybody. That's for sure. Thanks, Morgan. Morgan McCarthy, in the newsroom this morning, and uh, we've got markets coming up. Speaking of markets... There's a select group of individuals in this world who have a passion for livestock. Yes, livestock. And that group happens to be the consultants at Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Association. Their passion for what they do, their expertise and industry involvement, makes them some of the best in Wisconsin. And for nearly 100 years, Equity Livestock's experienced and knowledgeable individuals remain focused on marketing solutions that will lead to a producer's success. Call today or visit them at www.equitycooperative.com co-op.com find out how it feels to work with people who love what they do want to stop engine problems before they start pick up a can of seafoam motor treatment seafoam helps engines start easier run smoother and last longer just pour it in your fuel tank seafoam is available where automotive products are sold keeping it rural 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 18 minutes before 6 o'clock, zero degrees outside our barn doors this morning. Uh, it's colder than that in some places, but we'll get up to about 34 with some sunshine today. That'll lift your spirits. Uh, Jill, you got any farm news to lift our spirits? Well, I think so. USDA is encouraging the increase of American-made fertilizer production through a new grant program. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack announced that the department received $3 billion in applications from more than 350 independent businesses from 47 states and two territories for the first two rounds of the new grant program. But the first round of grants is $29 million and is focused on projects that will be available to growers quickly. So the short-term ones. Independent businesses are the first focus of the grant recipients with the goal of increasing the production of American-made fertilizer. The plan is for increased production that will lead to increased competition and give U.S. farmers more choices and fair prices along with reducing dependence on sources like Russia and Belarus. Expansion of the production of domestic fertilizer through growing independent local businesses can also bring jobs to rural communities and support those fair prices for farmers. We're going to go right back here to Wisconsin. And the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection released their 2022 nursery program season summary. The nursery program licensed 610 growers and 1,237 retailers in 2022. Starting in mid-August and continuing through September, inspectors are educating producers and enforcing the Department of Natural Resources Invasive Species Rule in nurseries. DATCAP staff also sent out a list of unwanted invasive plants, viruses, and scale insects to seven states, so they are aware of the Wisconsin DNR rules. Wisconsin inspectors did find 84 restricted plants offered for sale or in the landscape of 56 nursery locations and issued orders to destroy or remove them from sale. 66 violations were discovered by inspectors relating to regulatory and disease problems in inspected nurseries in 2022. All right, we've got uh, more news. Again, in the studio with us today is Alex Gint, Alice Alex is a student at Kadat High School, and she's a junior and uh, thinking about getting into some kind of agribusiness, but uh, we're going to put her to work. Uh, Alex, what else is going on around Wisconsin? The second biggest dairy event in the state happens today and tomorrow in Wisconsin Dells. It's the annual business conference of the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin at the Kalahari Resort. And you know what the biggest dairy event in Wisconsin is? Yep, the World Dairy Expo. Ah, good for you. Do you guys get down there as an FFA and uh, do some judging or touring around? Have you gone down there with a the chapter? I have not, but I'm planning on going this year. All right. Yeah, you should. It's a, it's a great, great place to go and very educational. Alex Gint from Kadat is with us. And uh, again, so what do you think about getting up this early in the morning? You think this is something you'd want to do on an everyday basis? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have time to put your makeup on this morning before you got here? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so what time does school start in the morning? It starts at 8 o'clock. Oh, you got plenty of time to get back to Kadat. <laughs> yeah. What classes will you have today? Today I have two online classes, a study hall, and then career and skills help. Two online classes? Yeah. Are you still doing that? 
Yeah. Now, what what is an online class? Are you doing that with other schools then, or how does that work? Yeah, so it's through eSucceed, and you can pick pretty much any course you want that Kadat doesn't offer. So what courses have you got online then? I'm taking criminology and sales. Sales? Yep. All right, so who teaches that then online? Just uh, other teachers from other schools teach oh, okay. it. So, so do you do that in the school or do you do that at home? I do that at the school. Oh, that's kind of nice. All right. Well, uh, good to have you in here. Thanks for coming in, and uh, hopefully you uh, you end up in a career in agriculture. Are yeah. you from a farm, Alex? I am not, but my dad used to be a farmer, so we still have the original farm. Oh, good for you. You don't have any uh, SAEs with uh, hogs or lambs or anything like that, huh? No, we don't have any of them. All right. And you're a junior this year? Yes. All right. Graduating next year. Yep. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, Alex Gint. Alex, again, is a student at Kadat High School, doing a little job shadowing this morning, and uh, wanted to see what it's like to get up early and be on the radio. So she's found out. You ever going to come back again? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she's not convinced she's enjoyed it yet. So, again, and she mentioned PDPW going on. Other things that are important, don't forget, in Chippewa County, Chippewa County board meeting will be at 6 o'clock this evening. And uh, that uh, controversial, quote-unquote, rule for uh, charging milk haulers $100, although they say now it's probably going to be free permits for milk haulers to get for their trucks, but again, still controversy in uh, the way it's worded and what means. What does that mean for weights on the roadways with their milk trucks and uh, things like that? But that Chippewa County board meeting, 6 o'clock tonight. Also over in Marathon County, that wind turbine meeting to find out what this wind turbine situation is all about. And Jill, again, what time and where is that going to be held? That's at the Country Air in Stratford at 7.30 tonight. All right, all about wind turbines if you Want to find out what that uh, proposal is all about over there in Marathon County. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got markets coming up, but uh, Jill, again, uh, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin going on. But other important meetings, our friends at Bluff Country Feed and Seed have a busy week. They do. They're having their first of their Lunch and Learns today will be from 11 to 1 in Cashton. And they're having Gary Zimmer there. A lot of, um, a lot of speakers and a lot of learning going to be happening. They also have one for tomorrow at the Arcadia Country Club from eleven till one in Arcadia, and then on Thursday they have one eleven to one at the Northwoods Brew Pub in Osseo. So that's a lunch and learn stuff, and we are going to be going to markets up next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's nine minutes before six o'clock with no temperature out there, but we're going to head on down to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eamon. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 162 to 171. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 151 to 161. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 150 to 165. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 142 to 150. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 131 to 141 with the unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Steers 130 and down. Call market steady with the Highland Cows 85 to 95. The Cutters and Utilities 69 to 84. With the Low Yielding and Canner Cows 68 and down. 
Organic market today with results from the March 13th sale with most organic cows bringing 140 to 160, topping at 162. The thin and small organic cows 114 to 139 with the organic steers and heifers 140 to 160. Bull market steady, most bulls bringing 95 to 110. With the thin, full and bulls over a ton discount at 94 and down. Calves sold by the pound with the steady market with 80, with the quality Holstein bull calves bringing 150 to 250. The quality Holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar. The quality beef bulls 225 to 375. The quality Beef heifers two dollars to three fifty with a light import quality calves ten to sixty cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, March fifteenth, starting at ten a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut Amon to Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's head over to the Equity Stratford sale barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, sir. Look at the thermometer out there. It's kind of cool this morning. Uh, good morning to you, Bob. Yeah, it's not really cool. It's just uh, downright cold. Uh, two degrees above. And uh, I guess you have to kind of behave yourself this morning with those two ladies in the studio with you, huh? Boy, keeping me, uh, keeping me in line. That is for sure. So they said... Now- Get right to Fitzgerald. I said, okay, we'll go to Jerry. What <laughs> what happened yesterday over in Stratford, Jerry? Okay, uh, yeah, Bob, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the cow market. These are conventional cows. We'll sell those organics today. Conventional cows yesterday, uh, fully steady to strong market. High-yielding, fleshy cows yesterday, selling from 88 up to a top of 98.5. Most of the cows yesterday's auction selling between 68 and 88. Thinner cows like carcass cows, 65 and below. On the bull trade, better quality bulls uh, from 93 to $1.10. Lighter weight bulls below 90. We'll have an update on the fed cattle. Most of those will be sold tomorrow. Uh, we'll get into the calf market. continues to be very strong on the calves. Uh, I do want to mention on the calves, though, buyers are good, looking for these good, strong calves, 9,230-pound Holstein bull calves, mostly from 125 up to a top of 250 yesterday on the bull calves. Heifer calves, a little better demand yesterday, 35 to 85. Beef calves, again, very strong uh, from 200 to 400, topping at 440 yesterday on the beef bull calves. And we are at Tuesday today, so we do get started this morning in Stratford at uh, uh, 10 o'clock this morning with our hay and bedding auction. We do have uh, hay for you folks today, a lot of round bales on the on the sale. 11 o'clock, we do in the market auction today, and like I said, we'll start with those organic cows, conventional market cattle to follow. Our sale tomorrow, 10 o'clock start time, full marketing day, featuring, of course, uh, fed cattle and also feeder cattle tomorrow. We do have a nice lineup of feeder cattle already in uh, several consignments of beast steers and heifers. Uh, most of those are going to be in the 5 to 8 range. So a lot of stuff going on this week. Of course, annual district meeting will be on Friday. Our next area auction will be one week from today. We do have a complete herd dispersal for that sale. Information on the website regarding that so we'll turn it back to you guys is that uh young lady still in the studio with you bob you bet she is well i'm going to tell you uh, one of the criterion for going into the studio you know coming with bob and uh jill in the morning is uh you get a gift card from wax for breakfast so make sure you get that uh, before you go back to school you know she's supposed <laughs> to bring us breakfast oh that's not the way it works <laughs> <laughs> see you in the morning all right, Bob, you have a good day. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And the market's brought to us by Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland. Board of Trade, March contracts going uh, going away today, but the uh, markets were lower yesterday. 
with uh, those bank failures in California and New York. Also, some big South American crops. Looking at July overnight, corn unchanged 603. So the oats, rather, unchanged 348. Wheat, un- er, a fraction lower, but unchanged at 695. And uh, July soybeans up three overnight, 1482. March uh, down 13 at $15 coming off the board. Soybean meal down 20 cents a ton, $471.50. Country elevator prices? Northside Elevator, Laurel location, corn's at 562 with soybeans at 1428. At the Arcadia location, corn's at 575 with beans at 1438. Wheat and Grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 558 with beans at 1434. And at the Connersville location, corn's at 558 with soybeans at 1429. And on our DTN screen, Golden Plump, corn today is 579 at Baldwin, 566 on the corn, 1427 on the beans. Duran, 561 and 1422. Corn at Mondovi and Elmwood, 566. Beans at Mondovi, 1427. Elmwood, 1432. Fall Creek, corn, 552. Beans, 1402. And Osseo, corn, 571. Beans, 1432. And Elk Mound, 567 on the corn, 1428 of the beans. Down at Sparta, 567 corn, 1438 on the beans. Ellsworth, 541 and 1382. Ethanol plants. Corn at Boyceville, 579. Stanley, 568. New Richmond, 560. Barrel cheese up two and a half, 179 and a half. Blocks up three cents to a dollar eighty-one. Butter up four and three quarters, 238. March and April, class three, 1778, up seven and eight cents. May up nine at 1794. June unchanged, 1833. July down nine at 1878. Once again, we're at zero right now, and we'll go up about, oh, 34, 35 degrees today. We'll have some sunshine. Won't that be nice? You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com. <laughs>